The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com For the deepest, darkest clues, to the backwoods swamp where we hit the bottom, to the inside of your casket, to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious, it's time for a big, scary show. Hi, my name is Sid Hay from House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, uh, numerous other films. Done 76 of them. Yeah, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. The top podcast in the industry. <laughs> Hi, this is Deanna Roberts, makeup vamp, and you are listening to The Big Gary Show. This is Jackie Steinert, and you're listening to The Big Gary Show. Hi, this is Laura Dark from Laura Dark Photography, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. Well, here it is, the end of July, and it is hotter than hell outside. But we're trying to keep it cool inside The Big Scary Show studios, and on our round table of terror... We sit down and talk with Nick and Beverly Pappas about what it takes to be a couple who travels over multiple states during the Halloween season, visiting as many venues as possible. It's an intriguing conversation with a few twists along the way. Badger is back with Deadline News. Storm rants as only Storm can in a haunt minute. Myself, Meat Hook Jim. I'm traveling to the Middle East, like I'm not hot enough already, to talk about Islamic funeral traditions, while our monstrumentalist Jerry Vane spins the spooky tunes. All this and so much more on this latest episode of The Big Scary Show. There's been one great disaster after another. First came the theme, then the birds. There was the day the earth stood still, and the day the earth caught fire. If it didn't come from another world, it came from beneath the sea. But now comes the greatest disaster film of them all, The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Can nothing stop this tomato onslaught? 
Yes, disaster fans, killer tomatoes. And the more you try to stop them, the messier things get. <laughs> the attack of the killer tomatoes. With a cast of 3,642. The most terrifying movie ever, says Better Homes and Gardens. See! Attack of the Killer Tomatoes! The first disaster film that's truly a disaster. Rated PG. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Gathering of darkness. Darkness falls on the big scary show.
Hi folks, Drew Badger, Deadline News episode 242. And we're going to start off with some sad news again, this time from the Talon Falls Scream Park in Melbourne, Kentucky. We are sad to report the passing of Zachary Garrett Douglas of Simsonia, who passed away on Monday, July 19th, at the all-too-young age of 27. For many years, he was a Midway character actor at Talon Falls Scream Park as a very popular Cheeky, who was a clown figure. Zach will be remembered as a people person who never met a stranger and loved to make people laugh. Zach would light up a room when you walked in and always tried to make everyone laugh. You brought Cheeky the character to life and you will be missed by many of us. Rest in peace, dear friend. The Big Scary Show sends its deepest condolences to the family and friends of Zachary Douglas and the Talonfall Scream Park and offers up this moment of silence. On a lighter note, we have this news from Dread Hollow in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We would like to invite you to an open interview audition. Audition dates are August 13th at 7 or August 28th at 3. You do not need to come to both audition dates, only one. Location is at Dread Hollow, 321 Browns Ferry Road in Chattanooga. Please arrive on time. We're offering a $50 referral bonus for anyone you refer that comes and works the whole season. Let your friends know to apply. We're also offering an additional $100 attendance bonus for working every night. Get more information at dreadhollow.com. Staying in Tennessee, we have this update from CreepyCon coming to Knoxville, Tennessee. The creepiest show in town is back and ready to excite and amaze. With shows, performances, contests, and tons of vendors, you'll have plenty to see and do while attending CreepyCon 2021. Contests include, but are not limited to, the Zombie Beauty Pageant, a costume contest, a Scream Queen contest, and more. There'll be tons of stage and floor performances by some of your favorite performers, which will include sideshow acts, burlesque, dance, rope suspension, other contests, drag shows, aerial arts, and various other funs and exciting things to see. Happening August 20th through the 22nd at the Chillowee Park and Exposition Center in Knoxville, Get more information at creepyconnoxville.com. We have a little more convention news, this time an update to Days of the Dead coming to Atlanta. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actor Kane Hodder to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Atlanta, happening August 27th through the 29th at the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel. A modern horror icon that needs little introduction, but we're going to give him one, Kane Hodder is best known for his portrayal as Jason Voorhees in four of the franchise's movies. From Friday the 13th Part 7 through Jason X, he's also appeared in such films as The Hatchet Franchise, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Waxwork, Wishmaster, 2001 Maniacs, and many, many, many more. For more information and tickets, go to daysofthedead.com. We have this news from the 17th Door Haunt Experience in Fullerton, California. 
The 17th Door Haunted House returns to Fullerton this fall to raise the bar once again as Orange County's most intense and most innovative extreme haunt experience. Over 30,000 fear fiends will expose themselves to over 35 minutes of immersive psychological terror, and we need you. If you're a talented makeup artist to bring our monsters to life, we want to know about it. Makeup artist duties will include the following. Applying makeup for a variety of haunt talent, dramatic characters, theatrical, injury, extreme highlight and shadow, and some use of prosthetics. Applying all the makeup quickly and accurately with an average application time of 10 to 20 minutes. Also, you must maintain a positive and team player attitude. The requirements, you must have some airbrush makeup skill, hopefully you have your own gun and compressor, previous experience with character or theatrical makeup applications, bonus if you have previous haunted house experience, previous experience with special effects makeup applications, which also may include prosthetics, makeup products are provided, airbrush equipment and brush not provided. Please email a resume and a portfolio to info at the 17th door. That is the number 17thdoor.com. More info at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the 17th door. We have this update to Creature Feature Weekend coming to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. We are excited to announce that Eileen Dietz from The Exorcist will be joining Creature Feature Weekend August 27th through the 29th. You don't want to miss this weekend with this epic lineup. Eight authors, oddities showroom, and 70-plus vendors, an auction to benefit the Scares of Care charity, and so much more. Get your tickets and more information at CreatureFeatureWeekend.com. We have some more hiring news. This time from the Hackney Haunts in Westminster, Maryland. Do you love Halloween? Scaring people? Acting? Hackney Haunts in Westminster, Maryland is looking for the scare actors. Student scare actors are eligible for service hours, and we have paid gigs for adults as well. We need you on Fridays and Saturday nights in October, as well as Halloween. Join our scare actor family today. Get more information by calling or texting 410-307-3205, email hackneyhaunts at gmail.com, or by visiting hackneyhaunts.com. And finally, we have this news from Spirit Halloween Stores. You've seen them coming. Spirit Halloween has one single goal, to deliver the very best Halloween experience possible to all of our guests. We are the largest seasonal Halloween retailer in the world and the premier destination for everything Halloween. Spirit Halloween is seeking seasonal employees with management and associate positions available, offering a fun work environment, flexible schedules, and competitive pay, plus employees receive 30% off their purchases. We're opening soon, so please visit spirithalloween.com and click on Jobs to apply. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs>
Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth, this is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so we're still in the throngs of summer, and you know, if you've been anything with Halloween for the past 15 years or so, you'd find out that now, apparently to marketers and companies is the prime time to purchase howling candy that's right the howling candy is on the stores and for some reason you're buying it now that's what they want you to do buy the howling candy now and you know for years it gets a little weird with that but um you know we gotta embrace it because we love our you know holiday themed chocolates and and fun candies and stuff and we all know the purpose of why it's out there in the summer so that we eat it before October rolls around and then the trick-or-treaters are there and you feel guilty and you gotta get more candy because that's the biggest thing. You always gotta buy it and then it's twice as expensive then too. But we also need to embrace the wonders of Howling Candy being this early. And um, <laughs> the winner this summer is definitely Sam's Club. Yes, Sam's Club has this ginormous tub of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So for about $48 you can get this ginormous tub. I mean, it's so big, it's got like one of those warnings of not to drop toddlers in it. You know, the one with the little kid like crawling into the tub and the line and the circle through it. So it's got that. And it has 375 Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. This might actually be Halloween candy you can purchase now and not run out of by Halloween. Uh, it's almost four, uh, 13 pounds of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Um, yes. Me having enjoyed quite a few Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in my day, that's amazing. And can you imagine having this giant tub friggin' sitting around? So, yeah. Not saying that you should run out and go buy a giant tub of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups to have in your house, because that's just dangerous. But, you know, if you're a haunt, maybe you want to get this for the crew. I mean, that, that'll last almost a whole weekend for, your, you know, a crew of haunters who will eat that thing in one weekend if you're lucky so until next time keep every minute scary tune in next episode for another haunt minute and in the meantime share your opinions on the big scary show facebook page and on twitter at big scary store Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association 
we are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, that music does signify that we are once again at the Round Table of Terror here on the Big Scary Show, and we are in August. Can you believe it? First week of August. You know what that means, folks. It means next month, haunted houses are going to start opening. Yes, sirree. September. A lot of haunts around the country are going to be opening. A lot of people are anxious. They took a year off in a lot of places, and people just want to get out and travel to haunted attractions. How many people do you know go out and hit every haunt in town the first couple of weeks? And then maybe the next week they go to the next town and then the next town, you know, how many, how many people do you know get out there and maybe do some overnights going to a different part of the state or even the different part of the country? Wouldn't it be awesome to just like take, you know, two, three, six weeks off and just go travel to some part of the country and hit all the haunts in that area because you know maybe you've seen all the haunts in your area and checking out something different well even though it just sounds like the perfect job there are some people out there that actually go out and spend several weeks during the months of september and october traveling to haunted attractions around the country you know that's a dream come true for many of us but uh we got a couple of people who actually do this um, you may have, if you have gone to conventions over the last few years, probably familiar with this couple, Nick and Beverly Pappas from Jacksonville, Florida. They go to HauntCon, they go to Transworld, they go to conventions all over the country. They're actually coming back from the Texas Haunters Convention as we are recording this, and uh, they are still on the road. They're out in Hot Springs, Arkansas right now, coming back from the Texas Haunters Convention. And they're planning a huge jaunt coming up soon. Nick and Beverly, how are you guys doing? We're very good. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Drew. Real good, Drew. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you guys on. And uh, I just want to say thank you again for taking my daughter and I on a tour of 13th floor in Jacksonville when we were down there a few weeks ago. It was it was awesome, and and we're glad you arranged that. So it was very much appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. It was our pleasure, and we loved meeting your daughter, and it's always a pleasure seeing you again, and uh, it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Absolutely. We also want to introduce our hosts who have been known to travel to haunts on occasion. Up in Rhode Island, we have Storm. Uh, greetings from the rat's nest that is my podcasting studio of wires at the moment. <laughs> Down in Cincinnati, we have Meat Hook Jim. Well, you know, Storm, my studio probably looks worse right now, and I'm grateful that I've got this virtual screen behind me because you don't want to see this one. <laughs> uh, up in Columbus, Ohio, the instrumentalist Jerry Vane is not with us tonight. We offer our thoughts to him and his family upon the passing of his father. So he is taking some time off right now, but he will be back. 
My name is Drew Badger down in Charlotte, and all I can say is you guys have studios. Ugh, I'm, I'm on a phone right now, but hopefully I sound okay. But anyway, we are here to talk about those lucky individuals that get to take time off during the month of October and go visit some haunted houses. What an absolute joy that must be. So, Nick and Beverly, how long have you been doing this? Our first year was 2017. I mean, we've, we've gone before, but they've never been major haunt tours. And our first big one was 2017. Where'd you wind up going? Give us a second. Oh, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I, I will say one thing. Um, medically, I cannot go to high altitudes, so we never go uh, west of the Mississippi. It's always the eastern half of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on on that trip, we started out heading um, west, so from Jacksonville, Florida, right? So we headed out. Um, towards Louisiana and saw our friends at Baton Rouge. Um, so we went out to 13th Gate, went to Rise. Um, we headed up toward uh, Birmingham, saw our friends at Insanatorium, uh, Nightmare at 3008, saw the Bryans up there. Um, and then we um, headed to... Uh, Nashville up to 13th floor, or, or uh, Nashville Nightmare. Um, then we continued on up to Skeleton's Lair up in Kentucky. Um, then we got to go up to Fear Fair up in Seymour, Indiana. And then our ultimate place where we couldn't wait to get to up in Chicago area, we got to go to um, Stateville. Haunted prison. Yep. And uh, we got to go to Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate. Those they were awesome. Wow. All, every haunt was awesome. Every haunt is those, awesome. Those were our, our farthest we went, pretty much. Yeah, and we did get to go to Thirteenth Floor, Chicago. Yes. And, and then, House of Torment in Chicago as well. That's right. And. Then we ventured out into then, the cornfield. Then we risked our lives and drove three miles west of Chicago, three hours, three hours west, excuse me, of Chicago, all the way out to uh, Mount Carroll, Illinois, to Ravens Grin Inn with Jim Warfield. <laughs> and that was that was a lifelong goal of ours too, was to see that. It, it was awesome. Yes. He, he's a, he's awesome. Yes, he is. Okay, and so then once we finished with the Chicago area started heading back east. We went over to Cincinnati, saw our friends at Dent Schoolhouse, met a bunch of our friends that um, live in the Cincinnati area. Um, so we spent the evening at um, Dent Schoolhouse. Um, then we went to Scaratorium, which um, in, Columbus. in Columbus, which um, as most of y'all know, 13th floor then bought it. And then I think since then they've Sold it, but anyhow, so the whole evolution of Scaratorium. Um, so then uh, uh, we, most people know, um, Tater Blend lives uh, up that way. Um, so we stopped by to see him and his farm, his apple farm up there. So we stopped by there. Um, then 
Um, we continued on to Cleveland. Um, we uh, stopped by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, we saw the Christmas Story House. Um, and then as we went along, we got to go see our friend John Eschlich, who owns the Akron Schoolhouse, which he had just acquired that property. So that was fun. And to, then the, he also, that. in Akron, he had the Haunted Laboratory. And then he had the uh, Factory of Terror in uh, Canton, Ohio. So we went down to see him there. Um, then we... Okay, we went to Pittsburgh. We went to 100 Acres Manor. Um, said, saw Ted Sobeck there. Uh, this, hold on. We're looking through our old itinerary. you got to remember, this was four years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, to Fear Farm, up there also as well. Uh, Terror Behind the Walls, that was in Philadelphia. We went to the Mütter Museum in Philadelphia, which was pretty awesome. And Penhurst Asylum, another one in Philadelphia. And, uh, of course, Randy Bates with Bates Motel. Went and saw him. And let's see. Then we made our way down to uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and saw Spooky Woods with Tony Wilgamuth and uh, Woods of Terror with, um, with Eddie McLaurin. And then we made it back to Jacksonville. That was four weeks and about 4,100 miles, 4,100 miles. Holy cow. Yeah. That's, that, so that that's just almost, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's almost every night a different hotel room, too. It, it's very hard on you, but it's yeah. very fun. Yeah. How, many, how many of those so, attractions were open on, say, Tuesday and Wednesday and, and Mondays and things like that? A lot of them are open, you know, Thursdays, maybe Sundays. But. Right. Well, our experience is that, you know, the first two to three weeks of the season – you know, and I, I count the season as starting fourth week of September, you'll find that the majority of them are only open Friday and Saturday night. Then as you get into like the second week of October, then they're open maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then you're getting into the next week, and um, then they may be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which most of them will That'll kind of be the calendar for the rest of the month. Now, I will say Philadelphia, Philadelphia is awesome. It seems like all the haunts in Philadelphia, the last two weeks of October, they seem to be open every night of the week except Monday. So it's kind of like the uh, this coming, you know, this year and when we went in 2019, um, it's kind of like we wait until those last weeks of October to hit Philadelphia. So we have a hot thing to do every single night of the week. So it, it's awesome. So you say, okay, you're out on the road and it's Tuesday and Wednesday. What do you do? Well, there's a lot of things to do. Um, we love escape rooms, so we search out the, the best escape rooms that are out there. We go, um, you know, I'm searching escape room enthusiasts on Facebook and a couple other groups that I'm on Facebook. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly reviewing reviews out there for escape rooms that we go do. I'm also um, just doing Google searches for maybe different tours of plants. Like we've been to many of the um, auto makers 
um, like Toyota or Ford, where they yeah. they make parts. yeah, like we went to the uh, Toyota plant to see how they, where they made the Sequoias and the uh, the Can. Sienna minivans and the uh, what was the other a uh, Nissan plant. We went to a Nissan plant. We've been to um, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, to see the Corvette plant. We watched them building Corvettes. I mean, we and we like you said the Nissan plant, the Toyota plant. We've been twice. You know we. That's what we do in the in, interim between like, haunts. You like know, on we do Tuesdays that, and Wednesdays, we'll go to Mammoth Cave. We'll go to just different things. So I, I search that stuff out, and I look and say, hey, what can we go do? And the best thing about going on a Tuesday or Wednesday is there's fewer people out there going. So it's almost like we're almost getting private tours places we go. Um, Monday's traditionally known as our kind of – hangout day, you know, catch our breath day, do laundry, we'll usually catch a movie, so, you know, October, usually that's when all the scary horror movies are coming out, so usually on Monday, we, we get up late, we do our laundry, and we go catch a, a scary movie, so that's what we do on Mondays, so um, it's kind of our little routine. So um, we kind of have that all planned out. And then, like, say, Tuesday and Wednesdays, I know what city we're in. I'm trying to find either escape rooms or some kind of tours that we can go do. And that's usually what we do during that time. So by the time we hit the road, um, third week of September, I have every single day planned out. I have every hotel planned out. I know where we're going, where we're staying. Um, so I'm not freaking out on the road. Do we have a place to stay? You know, and um, I, I typically stay at a Hilton property. So I'm getting points every day. I'm using my Hilton credit card. I'm getting, you know, at least one free night um, a week um, with my points at minimum one free night a week. And um, so it, it kind of helps us on the cost. And, um, and, and it just, and I try to book, um, like already, I've already booked a lot of our hotel rooms for the season. So, and I look and make sure that, you know, their cancellation policy is, is a good one so that I'm not stuck with hotel rooms and stay, in case there's a reason we have to cancel out. So, um, that's pretty much our, our planning way we have to do things. So that was 2017. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like flabbergasted. My jaw is hanging open right now. Just like, holy cow. I mean, you know, I consider it tough to like, you know, I go down to Atlanta most every, every year that I can. And I hit maybe three, maybe four. Sometimes I'll go up to Greensboro. Sometimes I'll go to, you know, South Carolina upstate and all that, but holy cow, this is amazing. What um what made you guys decide to start doing this? You know, everybody wants to go out and visit haunts and you know, once they see stuff in their area, they want to go visit other things. But uh what made you decide to start doing, you know, three, four, five, six week haunt tours like this as opposed to just going, you know, you're in Florida, you know, what what's wrong with just going down to Orlando or Tampa and seeing the big theme parks? First of all, it's hot as hell down there. <laughs> and, okay, but one thing is we've we've been having a, a big Halloween party at our house for almost thirty years, and um, it morphed into an eight week project. Every every year it was eight weeks to set up, and we had about seventy people, and it was a uh, full dinner we had. It was invitation only, and it, it was really starting to kill us. And and also. 
a buddy of mine 10 years ago mentioned to me about HauntCon because we had never been to a convention, uh, any haunted convention. It was in 2010. He told me that. So we said, let's go check it out. So we went, fell in love with the industry, fell in love with the people in it. And uh, as it got, as we got older and it was getting harder to do the uh, Halloween party, we decided, you know what, it's time for us to have some fun. And, you know, cause we've been working hard so everybody else could have fun. And, 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 you know, now at that point, we knew so many of the owners and so many of the people in the industry, we wanted to see their haunts and everybody was telling us, come see them, come see us. So uh, we just decided that we're, we're going to do this for us, you know, and, and we wanted to do it for them to support them, support the industry and, um, and to show them how much we, we appreciate what they do because they lay it all on the line so we can have fun. So the least we can do is drive around to see them. That's the way we look at it. Was that first convention the uh, HauntCon in Orlando in 2010? No, it was HauntCon 2011, and it was Louisville. Okay, and, wow. Uh, you just missed you know, going we, down we, the road. Yes, we did. I didn't know about HauntCon until after that convention. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, we went the first convention, like I said, and we were like, you know, I don't know if we're going to fit in. We didn't know instantly we realized this was this is us we we loved it the people were so nice and inviting everybody treated us so well and uh, we we just love it that's that's why we do it it's just fun and how many conventions a year do you try to get out to a minimum of two we you know two three we always go to Hong Kong you know when it's you know COVID has caused issues for that lately but uh, Transworld definitely every year. We love Transworld, and uh, uh, we've been to you know Texas Haunters Convention this year. We we did some other ones like Halloween Extreme. It was, I think it was called that. That was down in Orlando, but that was like 2012. And we've been to some other ones just interspersed, like Seahack was one that mm-hmm. Dr. Bill Ramsey did. That was in South Florida, and it was the Southeastern Halloween Enthusiast Convention, and that was a small one, but. He worked real hard on it, and uh, it was fun. It was good. I was there. We had so, a good time. Know, we, we try to support everybody. Sure. So do you do, like, the horror con stuff? Do you go to Spooky Empire, or do you go to, you know, any of those not traditionally horror haunters cons, but horror cons, you know, meet the celebrities and things like that? We, we haven't. We haven't really. Um, I think we did go to Spooky Empire one time. And, uh, but Ed Edmonds has been telling me we need to go to Mask Fest. So, you know, we got everybody telling us to go to all these other things and we really want to go, but, you know, sometimes it's areas I can't go because it's high altitude or whatever. And sometimes it just doesn't work with our schedule, but when we can, we, we go. Wow. And, you know, mainly because we love it, but really because we want to see our friends. We, sure. we have a lot of friends in the industry and they're all wonderful people. Everybody is in the industry. Any questions from the co-host at this point? Um, yeah. How do you keep from, you know, one, one of the things I've noticed as a haunter and going on tours and visiting other haunts is you start to, uh, I wouldn't say get jaded, but it, 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 you don't get the same enthusiasm as you used to. And then you start analyzing it and, and catching little things. And, you know, as haunters, we are awful customers because we'll go to a haunt and then we'll have somebody jump out. And we're like, all right, can you hold off a second? I want to see how this painting was done and this with that. How do you guys <laughs> avoid that after seeing so many? Do you, do you, how do you keep it to a, a real patron experience and not, you know, more critical and more, oh, I've seen this twice this season? 
Well, I will say this, and then I'm going to let Beverly say her piece, but as far as, you know, when we go on the hunt tours, we are a patron. We're going through with everybody else. We don't, we don't get special treatment. Now, we do a lot of the hunt owners that know us will take us behind the scenes, let us meet the actors, things like that. But when we're actually going through the hunt, we're experiencing as everybody else. So we couldn't do that if we wanted to. Oh, uh, well, you know? and we well wanna... see, that's that's a thing. As, as haunters on tours, we do do that sometimes. We catch ourselves doing that. I I, I am saying as, as the experience of a haunter going through a haunt tour at a convention, when it's, you know, not behind the scenes and not, you know, lights on, we, we're, we're terrible customers when it's a live haunt. I, yes. But that's at a convention. And, and I agree with you because we do that too. Mm. We're trying to see how they did it. And, and it kind of ruins the uh, the feeling a little bit, but you know you love what you saw, and then you're like want to see how they did it, you know. And but I, we but we can't do that when we're on tour, and, and there's it's not during a convention, so we really don't. And I and I think that that is one reason we love doing our hot tours because they are during the season when non haunters are going through it with us, and we love watching the reactions of just the general public, those that you know, had never seen this stuff before. And we love watching their reactions to it and how they react to it. Not the regular hunter that know how all this stuff does and, and know how it's supposed to be done. And it's, it's interesting to see what scares them and what do they like and that kind of thing. You know, and, and we also like hanging out in line with them and talking to them, find out where they're from and have they ever been before. And, um, you know, what have they heard of the haunt and what are they scared of? What scares them? And then we like to see how they do. And then next thing you know, they're friends of ours on Facebook and they're wanting us to come visit them again. You know, we've seen that. Yeah. And, and there's been sometimes that like in 2017, we met people online. And then when we went back in 2019, we, we will say, Hey, we're going to be there on such and such day. And then they meet us at that haunt. And it's, you know, two years later, because they want to go back through with us you know so it's it's kind of fun and uh you know and then too they'll follow us you know on facebook all the different places we're going and they're almost like man can we just follow y'all around you know can we jump in your back seat and go with you to all these cool places so it's it's been very interesting and then um people have found that the the haunt industry is bigger than they ever thought it was more than just their local haunt down the street yeah. So I I feel like we have exposed the haunt industry to a lot of people out there that never knew all this stuff existed out there. I do want to remind you, but you are listening. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I do want to remind you, you are listening to the Round Table of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We're going to take a very quick break. We're talking haunt tours with Nick and Beverly Pappas, but we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we want you to listen to this very important message. And we'll be right back. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane, only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Bain takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from Hunstrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. 
And we're back to the round table of terror. We're talking with Nick and Beverly Pappas from Jacksonville, Florida, who basically get in their car and go every September and October to go visit haunts all literally all over the country. It seems they go to conventions, trade shows, lots and lots of different places. I'm sure they have some great stories and everything. Um, you talked about 2017. Where did you go in 2018? And, and how did you choose the areas that you're going to go? Obviously, you probably did not follow the same path as 17. But uh, when you guys, do you just like throw a dart at the map? Or do you guys say, hey, but we haven't been here before? How, how do you guys pick the area? And where did you wind up going in 18? Well, 18, we had our Halloween party. So we did not go anywhere in 18. Okay. And that party about did us in. It, it was so hard on us physically. I mean, like I said, it takes eight, eight weeks to set up, blah, blah, blah. So we decided that's it. We're, we're, we're going to be doing haunt tours probably from now on. So we skipped 18 and we went to 2019. And then we decided to make it a six-week tour. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we wanted to add some more hots on to it. So um, we um, so when we start planning our haunt trips every time we start out by saying okay let's pick five or six haunts that we want to see what are the five or six main places we want to go and so uh we pick those no matter where they are in the country as long as it's east of the mississippi east of the mississippi so we do that i i get i use apple maps that's my favorite tool and I set up um, in, in Apple Maps, there's things called guides. It's, it's just like a folder. And I set up a new guide for the trip, and I put those um, places into my guide. And so I put those pins in, the, in there. And then we say, okay, now we have those places, those cities, wherever they are. And then we say, what other haunts are around there that we want to go to? So we may do some research and we may already know, let, let's take Chicago, for instance. We want to go to Statesville and Hellscape. Okay, what other haunts are around there that we know we may want to go see? Oh, we want to go see Face of the Dead. We want to go see Master. We want to go to Serbia. We, so we want to go see 13th Floor. We want to go see whatever. So we'll put all those, those pins in there into to that um, guide as well. So then I have all of those things in there. So then I have to say, so I do that for all of the cities. And then I have to go out and look at the calendars for those haunts and say, when do they open and when do they close? What's the earliest I could go? What's the latest I could go? And see, and I start planning that in June. Well, some of those haunts don't have their calendars out there. So the ones that are like closest to Jacksonville, I'll actually get on the phone and call the owners, because usually we know them, and say, hey, so-and-so, you know, when are you planning on opening? You know, what, what's your first day? When, when are you, uh, you know, are you going to be open in November, you know, or that weekend in November? Or are you going to October 31st, your last day? And hey, are you going to open September 24th? Or you're not opening until October 1st? You know, so that we have an idea of which way we should head first. So all of that stuff is very important in my plan. So then once we just get all that all laid out, then I can say, okay, now I know which direction we're going to go in first. And then once 
we um, kind of could do all that. Then I can say, okay, there's eight haunts we want to go to, let's say in Chicago. Well, we only can, because of the calendar, we, they're only going to be open three days out of that week that we're going to be there. We could only pick four haunts to go to. Then we got to narrow it down to which four are we going to be able to go to. So that's kind of how we have to do our planning around it. And then, then we start filling in with escape rooms and tours or whatever else we can find. So, and we can lay it all out that way. So that's kind of how we do our planning on things. Um, I will say we always stay in hotels. We don't stay with friends, even though we get offered by a lot of our good friends. We don't, because we don't want to be a bother to anybody. And also, we're in a hurry. We're, we're, we're just going to be staying there to sleep and moving on. So we don't want to be rude. So we always stay in a hotel, and um, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, it's just in and out. People say, hey, why don't you get an RV so you can, you know, um, you know, just always sleep in your RV. The RV. We've kind of done the math to say, hey, you're only going to get four, five, six miles per gallon. Well, as many miles as we go, plus you, then you have to pay the RV place, the parking. I mean, it. it's the hassle, it's the setting up, all that stuff. And then the traffic. We, we go through Chicago. We've been through Boston area. We've been through Washington area. We've been into New York, into Queens. You don't want to drive an RV in those places. So we will never do an RV. It's always got to be our, the biggest. We have we had a Sequoia, a Toyota Sequoia. So we had the biggest SUV Toyota made, and that was barely big enough to go for six weeks. Yeah. So it just and you know we've got it down that you know hey we can take like seven days worth of clothes. We know every Monday we're gonna um, wash all those clothes. We're not gonna see the same people, so we wear the same seven sets of clothes well, over and over. About Ten or twelve, but whatever. You, not me. <laughs> but anyhow, so um, you know, so it's not like we have that many clothes with us, and and so it's we're buying haunt shirts on the way. Yeah, we have new haunt shirts every week, so you know, it's it's not like we really have to bring that many clothes with us, and it's like the RV thing, just because a lot of people ask us, why don't y'all just get an RV? It's it's just not the right thing to do yeah. for this this kind of traveling. So um, anyway. And, and you know, all the, the, I don't mean to interrupt if you want to say something, Drew, but I will say all the uh, preparation that Beverly has to do. See, I do all the driving. She does all the navigating and the prep work. It takes her two or three months to plan the whole thing out. But then I'm in charge. I've got to get the car, all the maintenance done. I've got to make sure the tires are good. I've got to get, you know, I try to get the oil changed three days before we leave. Because we're going to be going five or six thousand miles, I don't. I'd rather not get an oil change on the trip. You know, I mean, it's all these things. I get the hoses checked, the belts. I mean, all this stuff that I cannot have a breakdown. And some of the places like Ravens Grin Inn, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're three hours from Chicago, west of Chicago, and with nothing but cornfields and no gas stations and no cell service, so you can't break down. You know, things like that. You know, you've got to get your house ready. You've got to. Um, I had to buy a special thing for the pool. We have a pool. And if the water gets too low, it could ruin the pool pump. So I had to buy a thing that could hook the hose up to it so it always refills the pool, you know, if it gets low. You know, you, you have to think of all these things, you know. And that's true. And also, um, as far, like, you have to put in a thing to have, have your mail held. And the U.S. Postal Service will only hold your mail for 30 days. So you can only do it for 30 days. And then you can put in another request. Well, somebody's got to go pick your mail after 30 days at your house because they're going to deliver 30 days worth of mail. 
And then the next day, you can put in another mail request yeah. for the rest of the time. Yeah, the coordination is very hard to do all this. And then if you take any medication, you better have, you know, seven weeks worth of medication with you. And, you know, sometimes you can only get 30 days at a time. So you have to beg your doctor to figure it out for you and stuff like that. And then if you have monthly bills, you better have it online, doing it electronically and because you're not there to pick up your paper mail. And so there's all these different considerations that over time we figured it out. And so it gets easier every time we do. So, but there's just, a whole list of things that you know you okay know, now it's y'all's turn so anyway <laughs> i came up for air sorry the things that you you just don't think about things like you know how am i going to pay bills if i'm on the road or how am i you know i don't i wouldn't have even thought about you know rotating the tires and changing the oil you know i i did a 13-day road trip right at trans world i drove out there and spent a few extra spent an extra week out there and, you know, I didn't even think about it. I had thankfully changed my oil like, you know, a thousand miles before I drove out there. But I, I spent 4,500 miles on the road. And again, wow. you don't think about things like that. Thankfully, you know, I was on interstates most of the time, but going through rural Kansas, like you said, no, no gas stations, a lot of cornfields. You know, if I had broken yes. down or popped a hose or something, yeah, that's, uh, that's some things you really don't think about. So... Very interesting. Right. Did you did you guys um, primarily eat out? Did you pack food? Did you bring coolers? Go to grocery stores? Make your own stuff? How did that um, work normally, out? Um, normally, we, what we would do is, you know, the hotels that um, we stay at, you know, you get a free breakfast. So normally, we get up and we eat our free breakfast, and then um, you know, haunt. Usually we will get at the haunt like at 5.30 or 6 because, you know, usually we know the owners. And so we'll go um, uh, um, in the back and watch them do the makeup and all that stuff. So that we're there early and visiting and whatever. And so we're there 5.30, 6 o'clock. So usually we'll just eat at 3.30, 4 o'clock, kind of, a, a, you know, lunch and dinner is, is a meal. So we're only eating two meals a day. So it actually helps you feel better too. You don't want to eat too much because you're not walking a lot; you're driving a lot. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, but we're always eating them out, you know. So we're not, you know, packing. Yeah, we're not packing food. We're not really cooking at the hotels at all. At all. So you, we're just eating one meal out a day, and then we're eating oatmeal in the morning at the hotel. So that's that's pretty much as our everyday kind of thing and on monday you eat popcorn it's a movie yep. <laughs> were you were you trying to just hit one haunt per night or were there times where you were hitting two maybe three even four a night based on the proximity to each other if we're near jacksonville and we're not on a hunt tour we can we'll do sometimes four a night but when we're on a hunt tour maybe two a night usually one i mean yeah because we're usually there to visit with our haunt owner friends, to be perfectly honest with you. We're there to enjoy everything about that haunt. And, you know, when you're in the Northeast, the haunts, especially up there, you know, they're a big family experience, we have found. It's a haunt, you know, I mean, it's a hayride, and then there's a trail, then there's a campfire, and, yeah. you know, roasted marshmallows. And it's a haunted house. Yeah. I and mean, there's so much, it's really like going to four hunts. 
on, at like some single arms. Yeah. They have like multiple events. So you're there for hours and then it's like, it's kind of too late to go somewhere else. Yeah, and we want to experience the whole thing. And of course, you know, us, you know, standing in line or whatever, we've made friends. And so we're hanging out with our new friends we made. So, you know, it's an all evening experience for us. So, and we enjoy that. So we would rather just kind of hang at that one haunt all night long. So, um, you know, but, you know, every now and then we'll hit a couple of haunts in one night. Okay. Very nice. Any questions from the hosts? Yeah, I do have a question for uh, Nick and Beverly. You guys, uh, you know, you started doing this in 2017 and um, obviously you enjoy what you're doing. Would you trade it for anything? Is it something you want to do until retirement? I'm sorry, I didn't. I couldn't hear what you said. Would we trade it for something else? Uh, would you Would you give it up for something else, or is this something you want to keep doing? I would absolutely not give it up for something else. I, we We want to keep doing it. There are so many. Every time we go, we think, "Wow, we've kind of seen everything in that area." And then. Then our hunt friends are like, did you go to this one, this one, this one? Then I realized we haven't seen, you know, a tenth of them. There, there's so many hunts, and everyone are different. They're all unique. We love them, and, and it's a fun, it's a different experience. So, no, we can't stop because there's too many hunts still that we haven't seen. And I will, I will say to people, say, what are your favorite haunts? You know, tell me the top five haunts that you like. And, you know, there's something good about every haunt. You know, there's no haunts that I would say, oh, my gosh, that was just horrible. Yeah. There's something good about every haunt. Every haunt owner puts their heart and soul into their haunt, you know. And, you know, are some over the top? Sure, some of them are over the top. But every haunt, there's something good about it. And, you know, it, if we keep going back to the same haunt on every one of our tours, usually it may not be because it's, you know, considered the best haunt in the industry or something like that. It's usually because there are really good friends and we want to go see our friends. So it's more about our relationships than anything. And those, that's, that. sometimes when we do that, we kind of do speed it up a little bit because we do want to see another haunt. You know, we, we want to see new haunts too. It's not just our friends. Very nice. So let's go to 2021. I assume since June has passed that Beverly, you are already planning for this year. Um, where yes. are you going? How did you decide where you're going? And what are some of the preparations you guys are doing for wherever it is you're going? And how long are you going to be on the so, road? Well, we're going to be on the road again about we're leaving um, September, I think, the 23rd or 24th. And um, we're coming back the first week of November. Um, we are going to um, first go to Halloween Horror Nights in Hallow Scream in Florida prior to that. Um, some friends from Louisiana are coming over to meet us to go to those places first. So we'll be doing that. And then um, when we take off, um, one place that we actually went to on a Tuesday night in 2019 that we didn't even know existed. I don't know how. But we had never met people and still haven't is in Kansas City. There's a couple of haunts there that are owned by the same people, the Beast and Edge, Edge of Hell. Edge of Hell. So we down in the South Bottoms. Yep. Look. Yes. Yeah, we want to see that. We yes. could not get in. We they're amazing. In. We 
and we want to go there so badly. So that we went by there in 2019, and I'm not going to talk about all the places we went in 2019, mm-hmm. but that was the six week tour that we went 6,200 miles. That about killed me. Yeah, but he's still alive. I'm so here. so um, anyway, that was like that's kind of like our number one place that we want to go because we've never been and we want to go. So um, we're actually hitting that one like first thing. So um, we'll be going in September um, to those two haunts because we're really excited about it. Um, I'm not sure we're going to jump out of the second story um, window or not, because that's one of the things you do there. I'm not sure we're going to be that brave to go do that, but we're going to um, go see um, those two haunts. So we're really excited about that. And then we're going to head up to Chicago and, of course, see our friends up there. And again, that's about our relationships. We've seen their haunts several times, but we're going to go see our friends up there. We're going to be hitting hit Connecticut again. Legends of Fear, yeah. our friends up there. We love them. Yep. Um, now, um, Queens and, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're going to Headless Horseman. I mean, Headless Horseman, which we tried to go in 2019. There was a horrible accident on the road. We sat there for two hours and we had to do a detour. We did get to go to Brighton Asylum that night, which wasn't on the itinerary. Uh, that year awesome. but and it was awesome but we missed headless horsemen so this year we're going to go to headless horsemen. oh and i will say one other thing in 2019 on our tour then we actually went up into canada and you know had to remember that, that we brought our uh, passports. passports yeah you know what i mean there's all these things you have to remember and um we're also going to um haunted overload in uh, new hampshire this year we did go in 2019, and I dream about that place. If anybody has not been there, I would suggest you need to put that on your list of things to go do. It's awesome. It, it was. We enjoyed it in 2019, but unfortunately, it was a, a like not a lights on show, but it was a light night for families, so we didn't really get to see it in full swing. So we're going back. But it was still awesome when we were there. So we are excited to go back um, there. So we're going back there this year. Um, we're also going to be going to Columbus and Cincinnati. Again, more about seeing our friends there than maybe the haunts because we've been to the haunts there many times, but we want to see our friends there. So we're going to be seeing our friends there. We're going to be in Philadelphia for a week because we love all the haunts there. We love all the haunt owners there. So we're going to be going to Pennhurst and um, see Randy Bates over Bates Motel, go to Field of Screens, and, and you can do something every a different haunt every single night. Um, so that's an awesome place to go um, for Halloween. And then um, we're also going to be in Pittsburgh to see some of our friends and see a bunch of the haunts there. And again, that'll be like five nights of different haunts over there, too. So I know we're running low on time, so I'm, I want to give you all time to ask more questions if you have. So anyway, that's um, pretty much um, our roundabout um, trip this year. And then I think for next year, 2022, we're kind of looking towards um, going to Texas and um, hitting some Texas haunts for next year. But that's for next year's um, haunts. Texas has um, some awesome haunts. Yeah. And I want to see Dark Hour in action. Because we saw it lights on during the Texas Hunters Convention. I want to go back to Phobia in Houston. It's awesome. There, there's Texas is loaded. Louisiana in the 13th Gate. You know, all of them rise. I mean, they're 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 awesome. They're everywhere. Right. So anyway, so it's um like you say. It, I mean, haunted houses are awesome, and the people that own them and the people that work at them are even more awesome. So, um, so that's what we. Any do. other questions? 
Well, we were going to say, I was just going to mention that a legendary haunt tour in November is going to be in New Orleans this year. So I don't know if you are aware of that. I think they're going to two, maybe three different haunts. So maybe you should look well, into that. You know what's funny? That's what we did in 20, uh, 2020 year. when we weren't supposed to go anywhere. We, we masked up and we're like, we got to go somewhere. So we went three weeks <laughs> and we, we kind of did our own legendary haunt tour. We went to Rise. We went to 13, I mean, to uh, Nightmare in New Orleans. We went to the uh, mortuary. the mortuary, and then we went to 13th Gate in Baton Rouge. We did all that in one night, four haunts. We drove, oh, on, wow. I think, over 100 round trip and did four haunts in one night, and it was a killer. We had Nikki Voltolina with us, and she said, it can't do it. It'll never happen. We made it happen. Yeah, and then um, I think I think we were And we had Sean Podolsky with us, who's the haunt finder general. He's a uh, haunt reviewer, and uh, he was with us, and he said he didn't think we could do it. We said... You follow us and just drive fast, and we did it. <laughs> and it was raining. It was raining too. Yeah, and we got to rise, and it was funny because uh, um, Davy had a, a sign on on his door in the makeup room and behind him, and it said the legendary haunt tour because it was supposed to be there last year, and uh, it had all four of those haunts. And, and I said, we just, hey, we just did the legendary haunt tour. So anyway, well, we would have loved to go on the on yeah, the and, and yeah, and we'd love to the legendary haunt tour every single year because they go to awesome awesome places the problem is we're just getting home from our own papa's legendary haunt tour and it's like the next week and we're exhausted so um hmm. anyway but the legendary haunt tour is an awesome awesome convention or trip tour, yeah. sure and maybe when you're in Sorry, cincinnati or up in connecticut you can uh hook up with meat hook jim and storm and uh Go to a couple of haunts up there. I'm sure they probably know some out of the I way places as well. So we would love to do that. Oh, there's a there's a couple of neat stuff. Do, do you is it just haunts you do, or do you do any of the um, October events and stuff that sometimes you see? Especially after this year, you're starting to see zoos do more um, Halloween events and that type of thing. There's a zoo here in Rhode Island we, which does a giant pumpkin uh, jack o' lantern festival. See, I would like to do that. We've never even really been aware of them because, you know, we're not up there, so we don't hear about them. Um, we do go to Jungle Gems. That's cool. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> and the grocery store. And, uh, you know, we would love to do that. You know, we, not being from up there, we're not aware of these things. Unless somebody tells us, we don't know. And that's fantastic because that leads into my second question. Have you guys found that there's some areas where – um, like the tourism bureaus or something, make it a little easier to plan these haunts, uh, find packages, find where the local coupons are? You know, the only place I ever found uh, on our tours, that, and it was in 2019, that helped us was uh, Ed Terebus. He owns Erebus up in uh, Pontiac, Michigan. He, he put together some kind of a haunt newspaper, some kind of a publication that shows all the haunts in the area. I mean, you know, these are his competitors, but he came up with it, and I thought it was brilliant, and we used that to help us find other haunts. So you got a hand to Ed. You know, he, he deserves a, a round of applause because he helped us, and he's helping the industry. And uh, these are his competitors, but he's helping everybody. Oh, absolutely. And something yeah, but, uh, cooperative always helps out it, all the haunts I, in an area. Yes. I will say that, you know, I also go to um, Groupon, whatever cities we're going through. I mean, and this is, you know, months before I'll go out to Groupon 
and just look up whatever city and say things to do and just see what kind of things there are. And it'll be advertising festivals or concerts or whatever months ahead of time that are coming to the area. And every now and then I'll hit something that I wasn't aware of that's happening in the area. So sometimes I'll use Groupon as my way to find things that are going on. Fantastic. And I assume you're doing a lot of Google searches and that type of thing too. Oh, a lot. Yes. Yes. I was going to say use a lot of, if, if you're going through a particular city, look up their local newspapers because a lot of times they will say, Hey, Saturday afternoon, we have a Halloween parade or we have a, a downtown arts festival going on and, and, you know, a big pumpkin right. patch going on, things like that. So exactly. You know, and this is, this is one well, of the things why I, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys mentioned this and, and how some of this is coming out because, you know, as marketing and, and doing haunts and that type of thing, I always felt that, you know, local tourism bureaus are dropping the ball on it because they always think about it in October. You know, they, they don't put anything ahead of time. You know, how many times are people passing yes, through business right. on an airport? If you, you know, you're coming to New England. If you see a, a sign for hayrides and festivals and, you know, the, the Rhode Island tourism uh, website pointing you to that for that, you're going to look at it again because it's New England. It's haunted. It's, it's fall. Yeah. And I, I just don't feel enough of them are doing that. And then the other thing is... But you know, proof positive, you guys are finding this through Google searches and not enough haunts are buying those types of ads and analytics to have those types of things just pop up in packages when people are doing Google searches. And what happens is, uh, you know, a group or a couple like you do this and it becomes uh, advertising for the haunt because you're talking about it, you're networking it, and uh, you, you're just getting that name out there, which is what you know so many haunt owners want in addition to good attendance. Yes, right. And uh, a lot of times we we don't. I mean, maybe the uh, chambers of commerce are doing things. We don't know that. We've never seen that. So we ask the haunt owners, "What? Where should we go? What other things around here? You know." And uh, so it, it is a shame. But Ed Terebus. He, he really, he's in the forefront. I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah, and I think he's been doing that for years. He does it for all of Michigan. And don't forget, you know, one of our very fine sponsors is a, a site where you can, you know, find haunts in an area by state, by city, whatever. You know, there's several websites yeah. out there that do that. So if, if I'm yeah. going to the Philadelphia area, I can look up Pennsylvania and then Philadelphia and and usually every haunt, even the smaller ones that might not have a large web presence, are, are listed on there. And if nothing else, they probably have a yeah. link to a Facebook page or an Instagram page, even if they don't yeah. have a website. And you know, I see that I an awful lot. Of those. Yeah. I drew, I use several there's a couple of those and some are better than others, but I do use those websites as well. Nice. Yeah, and, and and they're great for that and do that. Just there are no packages out there. You know, those if those sites connected or if the tourism bureaus connected through those and through the haunts and everything and, you know, even uh, Hilton, that type of thing, if they started working together and doing packages and not saying that you're selling a whole bunch of things, but might be, you know, 
10 more rooms a year in an area because there are people That's like right. you guys out there doing this tour. And even if it's just for a weekend and not, you know, a, a big grand tour as, as we'd have to reference this as you guys come out. I mean, the, the scope of what you guys put together for this is amazing, but I mean, e even just for your haunt enthusiasts looking for a weekend, you know, they, they do want to plan this ahead of time and, and figure it out. I, I love going in October, November, even using up some of my timeshare stuff. And it becomes a struggle even in New Hampshire to find out what haunts and stuff are going to be around, available, and what's going on when I'm booking the timeshare in uh, the summer. I missed a uh, jack-o'-lantern right. festival, which was down the street from uh, where I was staying in New Hampshire one year. Hmm. Well, a lot of times, Beverly has to call haunt owners and tell them, you haven't updated your calendar and, you know, it may be June, but she's like, I can't plan my trip. You know, you've got to get it updated. Mm. And I found this year. She finds errors, too. They have things wrong. And yeah, and, right and then I'll call them back and say, guys, you know, the link's wrong or this is wrong. Yeah. Still part of it is 2018 on there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, some of them who didn't open last year, you know, it still has 2019 out there. And if I, I didn't know them and I didn't know any better, I'd think, you know, I think they're out of business. I don't think they're open anymore. You know, yeah. if, I, if I wasn't connected. Yeah, it shows a year-old schedule. You yeah. think maybe they're, they're gone. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, at least put out there that we're coming back in 2021. Even <laughs> if you don't have, you know, your calendar ready yet, at least put something about 2021. So um, anyway, so I, but everybody I called like two days later, they help, they'll have something out there. So um, and I understand they got a million things going on, but at the same time, it's just like you know, People are planning. yeah. Having so, having done no, that not, before, having been the one to put up the new dates and get them into all the calendars and stuff and things, sometimes you need that little push because it <laughs> it just pushes it up to the priority. Uh, believe me, it's a it, it benefits the haunts in the end for that. A lot of times you have it together and go, oh my god, it's already you know end of August, and I I need to get pushing on this to put it in the local events calendars and that type of thing. That's always a freaking you are you are very right. Tough. Every time she's called on them, they always thank her because they're like, yeah, we we meant to do it, we forgot, we we were busy, and, and they they do appreciate it actually. And, and let's not forget that uh, big scary news and deadline news also mentions things like fall festivals and zombie walks and and a lot of halloween related events for all over the country so you know if you're traveling through yeah. on, on a saturday and you're not going to the haunt until 5 30 you know there may be a street festival and a halloween parade in that town so you know, let that be a lesson to you always tune into big scary news and deadline news on all our our various programs so shameless plug over there that's right <laughs> and one no, more quick true, question true. We, sure uh -huh. Uh, with with your travel and stuff too, have you ever gotten to one of the big Halloween parades or stuff? You know, Greenwich Village in New York used to have one all the time. Salem, New Hampshire—I'm uh, sorry, Salem, Massachusetts. There's one in each. Uh, is pretty much a Halloween parade on a, you know Halloween <laughs> in the close weekend. It, it literally just is one big parade at that time of year. But have you guys ever been able to catch any of those local Halloween parade-like events? Well. I can only speak for Salem. We've been to Salem many, many times. And we find that, um, first of all, if any time in October, if you want to get a hotel room there, nope. you're, you've got to plan like 10 months before, period. 
I mean, um, you, you just can't find an Airbnb. You can't find a hotel room within, you know, eight miles, 10 miles away. We were away. in Salem, you know, in that season, and we did see some cool stuff they did downtown and all. They had a big some kind of a, a festival thing, but we didn't stay there because we can't afford it. And, it it oh, yes. blows the budget. Yes. And if, and if you do find anything like, you know, the last week of September, maybe the first week of October, you know, it's $350, $400 a night. And, and it's so, you know, and that's kind of, you know, when you're doing what we're doing, you just can't afford to do that. And um, so we haven't caught any of the really big, um, you know, Halloween festivities in Salem. Um, one day we might, you know, but when we're doing these types of trips, it's just, it's just not in the budget. One question, one thing that you just brought up was the budget. Um, without getting specific numbers, what will, you know, if, if, if I was listening to this right now and thinking, I'd love to take two or three weeks off and just travel, you know, through multiple states, what kind of a, a budget are you talking about for six weeks? That's, it's got to be, you know, not in well, it's not just the gas. It's not just the gas. It's the food, the mm -hmm. hotel rooms. It's, you know, it's the haunts that you, you know, it, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're, are you taking like two life. months salary? Are you taking like, you know, you know, budgeting a little bit every month or every week, you know, throwing it in a sock or, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know where to, how to even prepare yeah. for that. Where, where's the money coming from? I mean, you, you know, we're not, I'm, I'm guessing it's not, you know, $50,000, but it's, it's gotta be somewhat no. four no. figures somewhere. Well, it, it, it's not cheap. Okay. But, <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much. We well, I mean, we, well, I mean, you don't have to give us numbers, but yeah, I mean, you know. now, I mean, hotel rooms have definitely got more expensive since COVID. So I'm sure this year's trip is going to be um, quite a bit more expensive than our 2019 trip, you know, because even right now us traveling, I mean, hotel rooms with tax are minimum uh, like $150 a night. Well, you know, we always have to remember we have credit cards and <laughs> That's what, that's what their purpose is. And, you know, we just, we, we spread it out through the year and we plan for it. And, um, you know, I don't golf, you know, she doesn't get her nails done. You know, we, we don't spend money on other things, but, and it's not really because we want to spend it on hunts, but we just don't, we, I don't golf. I don't do things like that that are really expensive. And, um, so, you know, and we haven't. Bre that's what I was going to say. This we, this so, sounds like your guys' big vacation each year. This is you know you're, you're not taking another summer trip or something during the year. You're not going on a big cruise or something. Than, other than hunt conventions, you're right. Now the hunt conventions they do they eat into the budget too because we're going to do those. But yeah, the the hunt tour is our major. That's our that's our major expenditure for the year. Very nice. Yeah, and and you know as far as um like meals and stuff like I said we eat out one meal a day yeah we're day. not eating at steakhouses none of that we're you know we're eating reasonable food that's um, not cheap you know but we're eating we're trying to eat healthy because you don't want to get sick on one of these tours it's, it's a nightmare i got sick in 2017 um i got a an ear infection that got so bad i actually like lost hearing in one of my ears and i had to go twice to a walk-in emergency place i mean we we're doing that during the tour it was rough 
So you don't want to get sick. So you, so the COVID has really taught us all lessons to really wash your hands and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. and and really, we spend less money on the road on food on the road than we do at home. You know, because we're yeah. getting free breakfast and then we just only eat one meal on the road, so we're really spending less on the road on food. Yeah, on food. So, um, you know, it's um, you know, and and you know, you you're paying for gas and yeah. I, I guess you know, and then you know the haunt. You know, it's uh, haunts get expensive after a while. I mean, some of them are friends, yeah. if you read into that. And other ones that, you know, aren't our friends and acquaintances, you know, those start getting expensive because depending on, especially the ones toward the end of the season, whether, you know, they've got, you know, two-hour waiting lines, well, you know, we'll buy fast passes with them too, and that costs you even more money. So, but... Yes, it's very it's it gets, expensive. It's no expensive, question. but you know, it's what we enjoy. It's what we do, and that's what. And we're also we're, not thirty-five years old. Anymore. That's you know, we're we're older, so we we kind of worked very hard when we were younger, and we planned for this. So this is our this is what we wanted to do. That's right. Very nice. Uh, looking at the clock here, I know we need to start winding down just a little bit. Uh, any final questions or comments from the hosts? No, I, th- I think we've covered so much, and it, it's it's especially a lot of the aspects and things that owners need to know too. It, it's stuff like this as a haunt owner, as you know, somebody running an operation, you miss out on some of this and, and see how it is. And the struggles you guys just have for planning and do it showed on macro scale that your you know patrons each week and each night that you're open see it on micro scale. So what you guys might be seeing at one thing is going to affect a hundred customers uh, for a weekend and. That can really add up for haunt owners over time if they're not addressing it. Sure. That's right. Um, one final question from me. Is there one haunt that you've had on your bucket list, not, not including the Kansas City one, that just for lack of time, they've never been open when you were in that town? Um, is there just that one haunt that you're just that you may not even be able to see it this year, that you're just dying to go? And visit. Oh well, well, I would have to say Headless Horseman because we really wanted to go in 2019. We had always heard about it. We had heard about it for years, and we had already seen all the other ones we wanted to see, like Legends of Fear and all those people. You know, they're they're awesome and feel the screen. But Headless Horseman, we're like, okay, that's one of the major ones we want to see. And then we weren't even allowed to see it. We couldn't get there because the the roads were blocked. So we had to go to Brighton Salem, like we said. And then we we loved that one. It was an awesome haunt. And uh, that's Rich Gonsi. We met him. See, you know, but I, I'd have to say Headless Horseman. We were very disappointed we couldn't see that because we had heard about it. And, uh, you know, Michael Juby, he, he owns that. I met him at uh, Transworld this year. And he's telling me, and I told him I couldn't get to your hunt. And he said, well, I want you there this year. So we're, we're going to do our best. That's, that's got to happen this year. Got to happen. Yes. That was very a good nice. question. Yeah. So and, and if you'd ask me that in two 19, it was Haunted Overload. It was like... And Legends of Fear, because we had always heard of those. That's true, yeah. Excellent. Well, guys, it's... So many good ones up there. Absolutely. Any last questions from the hosts? Nope. (laughs) Well, guys, it has been an absolute delight to have Nick and Beverly Pappas on the show. This is the part of the show we normally call the plugs... I know you don't necessarily have a haunt-related business or anything like that, but if somebody was wanting to ask you a question about 
you know, hey, I'm, I've got some vacation time. I want to take a week off or two weeks off and go visit haunts. Is there a way that they can contact you for more information? Uh, you know, in my opinion, they probably everybody knows you, Drew. <laughs> and probably know, everybody knows all of y'all, all of the, the co-hosts. Um, they, but, Drew, you know us probably better than any other host. Uh, if they contact you, you can get them in touch with us, and we'd be happy to, to help them. Okay. You if know, if anybody people, listening here... If, if you have a question, drop it on, drop a question on our Facebook or our Twitter page, and I will forward it along to the Pappases as they uh, plan to head out on their monster legendary <laughs> trip 2021. I don't know if you guys call it a name. Maybe you should get t-shirts made or something. That would be kind of fun. No, yeah. we, we just pray <laughs> for not a lot of bad traffic. That's all we pray for. And maybe no wet rain weather. either. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, the weather's. And, and I would assume, you know, the weather, right. Oh, you know, you kind of, you kind of, yeah, I've seen those pictures of haunted overload in the snow and it, it's beautiful up there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Late October and early I, November. I did, but. Want to say, I did want to say that we were very honored. You asked us to be on your show and uh, we love your show. We listen to it all the time and uh, we appreciate you asking us and uh, we hope we help somebody that may be planning to do this. Well, excellent. And well, thank we, you very much. We wish all of we wish all of our haunt owners an awesome season this year. For those that we're coming to visit, we can't wait to see y'all. And if you are a haunt owner, start looking for them because they may be coming to a haunt near <laughs> you. Nick and Beverly Pappas, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. I look forward to catching you sometime on the road. Maybe if you're passing through the Carolinas this season on your way back to Jacksonville, drop me a line. Maybe we'll go have lunch or something. Or if you're visiting our other cities with our hosts living in it, maybe you can contact them, including Storm up in Rhode Island. You heard it here first, everybody. Update your calendars. Do it now. Hit pause. <laughs> update your calendars. You're losing people. <laughs> Drew, of course, I'm, I'm telling you, Drew, the you're already on our list. We, we're coming oh, boy. To see you. And don't forget as you're passing don't forget as you're passing through Cincinnati, there's Meat Hook Jim. And Nick Beverly, I was just gonna tell you, you said you love jungle gyms. I live five miles from it. All right. We, we, send me your phone number, we'll call you when we're coming through. <laughs> I will do that. And again, Jerry Vane is not with us today because he is you know, dealing with some family issues. He's in our thoughts and everything. Once again, folks, my name is Drew Badger, and I expect to hear from you guys as you're passing through the Carolinas. And we'll go do lunch or <laughs> Once again, you're listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, 
as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. Greetings, Greetings listeners, listeners, and welcome. And welcome. Watch out. Don't trip Don't over, trip that, over torso. that torso. It's time, it's time. for Between, Between the, the Corpses. corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are traveling to the Middle Eastern countries and we're going to look at Islamic funeral customs and service rituals. Muslims view death as a transition from one state of being to another, not as an end. They believe that actions follow you to the afterlife. So, if you follow the law of the Quran and live a good life, you will be rewarded in the afterlife. In death, you will be separated from the ugliness in the world. But if you live a dishonest and bad life, you will be separated from all the beauty of the world. Islamic funeral customs require that the body be buried as soon as possible after death. The body is turned to face towards Mecca, the holy center of Islam. Guests of the same sex should greet each other with a handshake and a hug. A person sitting next to the body reads from the Quran, and Ayman presides over the service. The deceased's eyes and mouth are closed. There is rarely an open casket. Guests should not take photos or use recording devices. The arms, legs, and hands of the body are stretched out in alignment with the body. The death is immediately announced to all friends and relatives. The body is bathed and covered in white cotton. Within two days following the death, the body is carried to the graveyard by four men. A procession of friends and relatives follow. No discussion takes place at the time of burial, but all guests pray for the soul of the departed. After the body is buried, all guests go to the house of the family of the deceased. A meal is prepared, and guests usually stay for the entire day. Family members may stay for the whole week. During this time, the family members socialize. It is believed that socializing helps to ease suffering. If arriving late, guests should simply join in. Under Islamic funeral customs, the mourning period for a relative is typically three days. A widow may mourn for four months and ten days. How an individual expresses mourning in appearance or clothing is not defined by the teachings of the religion, but rather on local, regional, and family custom. In Islamic culture, death is accepted and viewed as a natural part of life. The belief that the deceased has moved on to a pleasant afterlife is an important belief and helps the bereaved cope with their suffering. Another thing to note is that cremation is not allowed. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this one. Catch you on the next one. See ya. Gathering of Darkness. Souls of Black on the Big Scary Show.
Come, my little neophytes, and sit by the fire. It's time to ask the old crone. <laughs> I do enjoy that lovely feeling of the hair standing up on the back of my neck, my heartbeat quickening in anticipation of what comes next. Oh, the screaming. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a good ghost story? We wouldn't be very good haunters if we didn't. <laughs> A good backstory for your haunted attraction helps to set the stage for that theme you just selected. It allows you to submerge your guests into the environment and control their experience like the puppet master you aspire to be. Writing a backstory is one of the most creatively demanding tasks we may come up against. It also can be a catalyst for everything from room design to costumes to characters. But if writing is not your forte, find someone who enjoys writing, perhaps a friend or staff member. I myself have written many backstories for other haunts, so allow me to share with you some simple guidelines. First, keep it short. Let's be honest. You can write the most amazing story to post on your website, but if it's more than a paragraph, you will read it. The average attention span is not what it used to be. Second, keep it simple. Granted, a short backstory doesn't allow you to get too detailed, but in my humble opinion, too specific or large number of details can paint you into a corner. You want to be able to build on your story through your haunt and characters. This allows you to stick to a theme and backstory yet change and grow every year. Third, how do you tell the story if they don't read it online? The more important it is for the guests to know the story in order to quote, get it, the more important it is to make sure that they get that information. You don't want an icon character to leave them scratching their heads saying, what the heck was up with that guy? It's the job of the backstory to set them and their emotions up to feel dread and anticipation of running into that character. That is what helps them buy into the story and the whole experience. You want all of your characters to make sense to the guest of why they're there and how dangerous they are. So here's some ways you can get that story to your guest before they ever enter the door. Perhaps have a greeter that tells the story. Another reason to keep it short. Perhaps it's a nurse at your hospital who is gossiping about that crazy doctor who killed everyone. At my haunt one year, it's a witch telling the story of how she came to try to break the spell but failed miserably. Another year, it was a priest who told the story before promising to pray for their souls, even though they were already doomed. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, make sure your actors know the story and help them understand their place in that story. 
This will help them build their own backstory as they create their character, which will in turn help move your story forward through the haunts. So get to writing and then ask a friend to read the story and see if it makes sense. Don't tell them anything about the story before they read it. Let them read it just as it is to make sure that it conveys. Because sometimes when we're writing, what makes sense in our head, because we know the full story, doesn't make sense to someone else. So hopefully this will help you. I see the fire is burning down on us once again. It's time for me to get back to my spell book. If you have any questions for this old crone, please send me your questions or comments to scream at BansheeManor.com. Until then, don't forget to stir the cauldron. <laughs>
ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Voncaron.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screenwine Studios. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Creepy Collection. And Von Caron Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, master of the Ether Muse, as well as the Forga hosts, including Storm, Ranson Moore, HauntMinute.com, Badger, actor, trainer, and consultant, RabbitBadger.org, Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com, and Jerry Vane, the Haunstrumentalist, JerryVane.com, and finally you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.